This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Almost forgot the day for a moment. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainer and Enrique Alvarez Clary with you. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going? Going great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Anything uh, new? No. I mean, except for the fact that you and Vershawn are apparently mad at me. Well, you know, you don't offer to, to bring food. I text you when you were gone. You texted me when I was on my way back into the building. All right? So let's get that straight. <laughs> also, you gave me money to get my own lunch. I did. I was not. I, I Look. 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 I was not aware that I needed to ask everybody before <laughs> I left to get food. If anybody else wanted something. Well, maybe you should. That's just maybe a common courtesy Maybe thing. I should. I'm sorry. Is that what okay. you want? Is that what you want? Yes. You want an apology? Nice little fist no, bump. No, I'm not I... fist bumping you right now. No. You fist bumped you earlier. You trashed me for an entire hour. I'm not doing <laughs> no, that. No, we did not. It was for about five minutes. Each And segment. it was fine. <laughs> maybe. All right. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire hour today. If you... <laughs> Rashawn. What do you want? If you come on in, Vershawn, you want to hang want? out? What's up, Vershawn? What does he want? Okay, he's gonna get on mic three over here. What's on your mind, Vershawn? Well, it looks very, very nice in here. Aside from you two guys, <laughs> the producer you got here, amazing. So I figured I'd come back in and grace you guys with my presence Don't and you. just let you know. You guys are the ugliest guys on the room on that side. <laughs> are you Are you going to get you and I lunch? Negative Ghost Rider. I'm going back to Omaha. I got stuff right. to do. He's going to get himself lunch. He no. always says he has stuff to do. Well. So what happens when you get older like, than 21? You have stuff to do. I got stuff I got going on. I got stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah like, le- like, like leaving early tomorrow. Not leaving early. Oh, I'm doing leave- the show. No, leaving early. 3.30 is You're leaving, leaving early. earlier than you normally eat. That's true. Thank you, Vershawn. Yeah, I've got to go. I, you know, I'm looking at you. And I plus, I got a bone to pick with Rico. But I'm going to pick it tomorrow. It won't would. be today. Goodbye. You have yourself a great day. <laughs> what is this, the water cooler? <laughs> this is the happy he does this. He does that to bother us, and he does it on purpose. I know he does. But you wouldn't put it past Vershawn to just not know either. I mean, let's he be He probably real. doesn't know our name on the show. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he thought our name of the show was Thirsty Thursday. And I said, that I makes mean, zero sense. I wish. <laughs> Maybe Thirsty Thursdays at 4:45, which I think I'm going to stick around for. Are you? Because Nathan's gone. Nathan's down oh, in KC. Well, yeah, they need somebody. They need a fourth. And and Mark is doing the the whole Ferrells thing still. That ends on next next Sunday. Yes, a week from Sunday, on Father's Day. So he's almost done. He looks great. He does. Yeah, he does. It's not like he didn't look great before. And, yeah, that's he's true. A very handsome man. So, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys. Uh, you can also visit us on the video stream, sponsored by Starter Heyman as well. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all those good places. You can also hit me and Rico up on our Twitter, uh, Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. 
It is Thursday, which means it is the tip jar today. We are going to do that in the second segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so get your thoughts, your random thoughts ready. If you want to send them in now, feel free to. Once again, if you want to tweet at us, you guys can do that as well. Um, it, whichever way you want to get your thoughts into the show, please just go ahead and, and bring them back. Um, and, and so go ahead, address that on the Se- text line. Seattle Joe, it is back. It is called the, the tip, tip jar. jar. And it'll be at 2.30. Yep. So we, we took the text bag. No text bag anymore. It's now a tip jar. It's gone. Yes. Even though I created it and I was very happy about it. You did create it. And, it's and gone. So, and then I created the tip jar. And, and the tip jar opened. The rejoin, you'll hear it right out of the commercial break. We're pretty proud about it. It's gorgeous. And, and now that I've watched New Girl, New Girl. You get it now? I get the jar part. Yes, you do. So it, it, all, it all works out really well. New Girl, great show, by the Fantastic. way. Fantastic. Hilarious show. I mean... So I was telling, my, I was talking to my buddies. I was on the way to golf league last night, and we play out in Woodland Hills in, in Eagle, Nebraska, mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights. So I mean, shout out to to the Bailey's local league out there. Anyway, it's about a 25, 30 minute drive out there, and so we all ride together, especially the way gas prices are now. So I was telling them like, yeah, I, I am watching New Girl now, and they were freaking out. They're like, it's a great show. They asked me what season I'm on, and I said I'm halfway through season two. So Nick and Jess finally like finally. started dating. Finally, yes. And I, according to them, I'm in prime new girl mode. Oh, like it gets s- so new much girl better. right now. It does because it gets they said so much better. They said in season five it takes a turn downhill. A little bit, yeah. Shoot, but so, it's fantastic all the way through. It's hilarious. I like. I, I catch myself normally if I'm watching a show by myself, I won't laugh out loud. Oh, this do you one, do this, one, this, oh, one, this one? I do. Gets you. This, this one, one gets, gets you. me laughing out loud when I I'm have by to, myself. Like, pause it because I'm like I'm gonna miss something. So I, I think it's uh, it's interesting. Dusty says this on the text line. VJ gets confused on all the names of the shows because he's late for all of them. That's you'll rough. get to you'll get to a point in like I, I don't know exactly what's season like four or something. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything yeah. for you, but just just hilarity. Well, and that's what somebody said. Is somebody said spoilers. How long has New Girl been oh, out? It's New been Girl's out been out years. for a while. If you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. That's what I feel like. I, I don't know what the the proper time for when spoilers are no longer spoilers. Classic Nick and Rico mess around. This is not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He doesn't get that yet. 2011 yeah. is when it came out. I, can, I consider myself a little bit of a Winston Bishop. I have a ton mm. of bird shirts. Big bird shirt guy? Big bird shirt guy. But see, so right now in the in the middle of season two, Winston's super lonely. Yeah. So would you, were there, was there a time in your life where you were super lonely? All the time. Okay. Nah, I'm just kidding. Gosh, no. Rico. But I'm also bad. allergic to cats. But I just I just feel like a Winston. Yeah, and and on on the the topic of cats, apologize to Sip's cat Norman. Rip got eaten by a coyote. So uh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> that's so bad. I feel bad for laughing, that's, but it's just like so bad. How does that like you're. It, in the, the, You're so in the city, and he's just like, yeah, a cat got eaten by a coyote. So if, if, what? If you weren't listening during Rashawn's show or you're missing this, um, I texted Sip during Rashawn's show a little after 1 o'clock, and I said, Sip, is it true a coyote ate your cat? And he said, we are having a coyote show up on our security cameras a lot. Yes, we are pretty sure the coyote killed Norman. It's really the only explanation. <laughs> and it's such a Sip kind of response to where it's like, yep, yep, and that's the only explanation that we have is that the coyote killed the cat. Ben, so. yes, I can, and that is exactly why. Um, Gus says this. Geez, Nick, when do you watch New Girl between Ellen and Doctor Phil? Still on Netflix, right? Yes, I exactly. It. It's it's a nighttime thing. I'm definitely gonna rewatch. It's it. a nighttime thing. Um, have you been able to see Top Gun yet? The original, the new one. 
No. Have you seen the original? Yes. Okay, like that's good. Two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, it's okay though. I mean, that's kind of sad though. It's um, fine. But I have not. I have so, to get back on on the. I have to. There's a bunch of old movies that I need to see. I still needed to see that movie that you gave me that I gave back to you. What movie did I give? You? Um, just start naming movies. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of movies. What, Nick. what is the? I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, it was. I don't know. I, I, it's it's a popular one that you were pretty disappointed. And you you let me borrow it, and then Rachel made me Rachel made me give it back to you guys. Yeah, because you didn't. Ca- and then we watched it right yep, away. Yep, that's right. All right. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. I I don't want to spend the entire segment talking about just random stuff. I actually want to talk Major League Baseball managers. Um, we got Are a you text. Sure you don't want to talk Major League Baseball umpires. That would work too, <laughs> but that's a, that's a gray line. I don't know if you guys saw the stuff with Angel there's Hernandez. No, there's no gray Ace line. Ventura. Ace Ventura. That's yes. right. There's yep. no Thank gray you, Mark. line. It's just he's just wrong. Okay, so Angel Hernandez here. We'll, we'll just make this a little MLB segment. Uh, Angel Hernandez is appealing and claiming that Major League Baseball manipulated reviews to disadvantage minority umpires, and 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 Angel Hernandez falls underneath that category. So, me and Rico and Mark were kind of talking about this earlier. And Angel Hernandez needs to understand and get across his mind that he is bad and that Major League Baseball is not manipulating replays or reviews. Like, even if this was true... It's just that he's making the wrong call every single time. Even if this was true, he is not the person to go forward with this. Angel Hernandez, I feel like, has has sued the league a couple of times for reasons yes. to which MLB and, like, the court systems are just like, dude, what are you... You're bad at your job, which I don't understand how he still has a job, yeah, but I that's, agree. that's something completely different. Angel Hernandez claiming that, that MLB, again, is manipulating things to make him look bad. No, dude, you're doing that yourself. So you can read the article on SportsIllustrated.com. But the it says this, the claim stems from Hernandez's suit against Major League Baseball, which has reached the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. He first filed the suit in 2017, which was then dismissed in 2021, which is where he accused the league of discrimination because they did not promote him to crew chief. They didn't promote you to crew chief, be, crew chief because you're bad. You're, you're terrible. You, you are lucky to have a Major League Baseball job, and this is where... Is there tenure? Do, uh, do umpires have Ooh, tenure? I don't know. That'd that be something. Thing? That'd be something to look they up here. They can't get rid of him because he he's been there for so long. That is that is interesting. I, um, would, do, I would do that so, as an umpire if I had tenure. I would be like the best umpire for as many years as I needed to be to get tenure, and then I would be terrible. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about Major League Baseball umpires, and Angel Hernandez gives the whole league a bad reputation with umpires. I mean specifically yeah. because. If you watch a game and nowadays with K-Zone and with reviews and everything like that, it always is quick to point out how bad the umpires are doing. But if you truly watch, and this is why, and I've mentioned this Twitter account on the show a couple times, if you go on your Twitter, and and Umpire Scorecards is the Twitter account, if you go onto that that score, the, the Twitter, excuse me, then it shows you the percentage of strikes that they got correct and the percentage of balls that they called balls. And, and all it breaks it down analytically from an umpire's point of view. And it, it's really fascinating because we're so used to now with K-Zone and, and with everybody wanting electronic umpires and everybody wanting re- replay and, and review in every single uh, level of baseball, whether it's college, whether it's minor league, or whether it's professional – it's always quick to show out how bad the umpires are. Because think about it. If you're watching a game and it's a 3-2 count and the, uh, the umpire calls a, a ball that's just inside the strike zone, he calls it ball four. Ah, 
Blue call. He should have he should have called that strike. Should have been a strike. It's inside the K zone. But in reality, these major league umpires are so good and talented because they are able to decipher a ball and then less than an inch closer to the plate, they call it a strike. It, it's unbelievable. They don't, they don't have K zone. They're, no. they're sitting behind the catcher and they're they're doing this all with their eyes and and trying to judge. That's why, you know, Nick is always saying the thing about the catchers, you gotta get your, your head right nose over the, the ball, ball, nose over, nose the, ball over to, the ball to try and trick them. And that's look, a lot of catchers do that. They try and trick umpires and some of these guys are extremely talented. They won't fall for any of these tricks. So it's not you know, we're not gonna rag on umpires, but there are some of them that just you're not very good at your job, and I and I yeah. get it. You still you still do a, have a really hard job to do, and you do it to a level that some people could not get to. Absolutely like Angel not. Hernandez, still among umpires, he is one of the best umpires. But in the grand scheme, in yes. the great yeah. just umpires. But if you're talking major league baseball umpires, yeah, he's not that good. It's it's just unfortunate because, like I said, there we're always so quick to just say how bad these umpires are because we notice the blown calls because of K zone or because of replays and say, oh yeah, we saw that one in real time. Thing is, with umpires, especially the base umpires, everything is off of sound. Mm-hmm. It, like they go, they use their ears, and that sounds weird, but it's they decipher when the foot hits the base to where the ball hits the glove. Like it's all based on sound, and and with that, like. Yes, they're five feet away or, or ten yards away from the actual like where the play is happening, but if, if you truly think about it from a from a home plate umpire's perspective in Major League Baseball, when a guy could have a curveball that comes in and, and and drops twelve six has really good action, you need to decipher when that ball crossed the plate. It also depends on whether or not the catcher caught it in a good good area or good you know good technique, and then. You're also playing. You're in the major leagues. Like you got big dudes all around you, and you're on the biggest stage of baseball. Like there is, it's truly remarkable how well these guys do their job. And once again, that's why I just keep promoting that umpire scorecard uh, because it tells you like if they score a 96 percent, that's not good compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It, all the common scores are like 98 percentile, 99 percent, and they missed one call in the seventh inning in a two-one count. It breaks it down that specific, and so it's really, really fascinating stuff. So I, once again, highly recommend that you guys uh, go check that out. But I was, it's not like we're gonna we're gonna just sit here and rag on. Look, we couldn't do their jobs. Absolutely like, not. Like that is that's an impossible job to do. It seems like at some point, like you were just saying, they use their ear, like the base umpires use their ears. And sometimes I think about that when they show replays. I'm sitting there in in slow motion, looking at the foot, and exactly. then looking at the glove, looking at the foot. And I'm like, I don't. It's too quick. I can't tell. And they're doing this in real time and making these decisions. So even if they blow a call, you have to think about it. And I know we're all gonna get up in arms and we're gonna yell. And I'm gonna do the same thing. But oh, I'm absolutely. gonna tell you right now that you that even if you do do that. That's an impossible job. Those are impossible calls. And yeah. somehow they get more right than they get wrong. The thing right. is, you just remember the ones that they get wrong, especially in big moments. Yeah, and that part. And there's definitely guys like Angel Hernandez that have the reputation of over and over and over. They blow calls after blow. Other, like, they, they, just, they just screw up just, so much. They're just not very good. But just very in the bad grand scheme of things. Moments. Gus said this on the text line. Once again, 402 464 5685. Just imagine if NFL refs were under such electronic scrutiny. There would be holding and p- uh, pass interference on every play, yet they don't get dodged, dogged, excuse me, for missing calls nearly as much. And that's one of the being, things like being an official in really any sport is damn near impossible. That, that's true, especially nowadays 
with all the technology. Everybody can see everything in in slow motion while you're doing everything in real time. Yeah. It's there are some egregious calls made, but when you get down to the wire, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, there are more good calls than there are bad calls. But it's yeah. it's you only remember the bad ones. That's that's the that's the problem with being an official is there's no way you're going to be perfect. Everybody enjoys the human element. Unless it's your team that's getting screwed over. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so on that note, I was looking up earlier because we got this text earlier at the end of Rashawn's show. Bill said this. Uh, I don't know if he's still listening, obviously, but he said, got my tickets for uh, the Kauffman Stadium experience tomorrow night. See you there. Will be my son's first major league game. So the Royals are playing the uh, Orioles tomorrow night. I'm heading down to KC to watch that one. Adley Rutschman. Because Adley Rutschman's going to be. <laughs> that's a big reason. Did you get, I your, said, Ors- yes. Did you get your O's jersey? Not yet. Not yet. I should have worn it. I didn't. I wasn't expecting. I, I made the decision with my buddy on Wednesday to go down to Kansas City, or excuse me, Tuesday. So I uh, didn't even realize he asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "Who are they playing?" Sure enough, it was the Orioles. Your guys. And I, I said, "I said, guess what? We get to watch Adley Rutschman play." So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about Your that American League team. Yes, the well, the yeah, true. We could just do that. You have an NL team and an AL team. NL team and the AL team. Orioles. I need to get to Camden Yards. My NL team is the Pirates. NL team yeah. is the Pirates. Yeah, no reason. Why? I just really, I don't know. I just really like them. Wow. Gus Either says them or the or the Marlins. Gus says Rutschman Power. This is from Asari's Royal fan. Royals fans. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Um, the Royals are not in a bad, bad or not in a good spot, and, and that's actually kind of the the uh, preface I want to make for this next discussion. Major League managers. Because I, I was talking to Jake about this yesterday when he was filling in for Rashawn for the first segment, and major league managers and their winning percentages. Because as I was going through all the managers, everybody's around the 45% winning percentage, or very rarely are they up in like the 60 percentile, like 60% range. And, and there's very few. Aaron Boone is. Aaron Boone is? 61, he's won 61% of his games with the Yankees. They he's still want to fire him. Exactly. Dave Roberts at the Dodgers. Now, obviously, a lot of these teams are bigger it's market the, teams to where, they, to where they have more money to spend in, in free agency and such. But Dave Roberts is in his seventh year, has a 577 and 349 record, 62% wins. Uh, or excuse me, he's won 62% of his games. Then Buck Showalter this year, obviously his first season with the Mets after he took a four-year hiatus after the Orioles gig. He's 38. Yeah, exactly. 38 and 20, um, so he's won like 65% of his games. But I was looking because all Royals fans want to fire Mike Matheny. All of them. Everybody does. They're 13 and... 30 or 13 and 37 or 17 and 37 or something like that. Were they expecting to be good? I know they weren't expecting to be this bad, but were they expecting to be good? Because I don't think the Royals, I I don't, from the few Royals fans that I spoke to before the season, they weren't expecting much from this team, but I, I guess I can see how only having 13 wins and all-star voting has, has commenced that you would be slightly upset. Well, I'm curious. Okay, let's see what Bobby Witt Jr.'s stats are here because, all right, so he has seven home runs this year. Obviously played in 53 games. He's hitting 221 with seven home runs and 28 RBIs. So I, I guess not not horrible, especially for the Royals, I suppose. Um, but so the the Royals they were shut out in two of their previous game, two of their three previous games. I don't know what happened last night against the uh, the Blue Jays, but we can 
we can figure this out real quick here. Batting all bad. Um, I, I'm sure they probably lost. Oh no, they won eight to four. So that. they beat the Blue Jays eight to four. So they're eighteen and thirty seven now overall. But back to this discussion, it shows that in Major League Baseball, a manager most of the time will keep his job if he's winning around 47 to 48% of his games, if he's just under 50%. And and here's kind of some rare cases that they don't. Joe Madden, and this is another reason I wanted to bring this topic up. Joe Madden gets fired in his third season with the Angels the other day. He had a 130 and 148 record. He won 47% of his games with the Angels. Now, obviously, this is just in this most recent stint. He was with the Angels a long time ago well, I think you when have they were the to, California Angels. I really think with these winning percentages, you have to sneak in a good year among some of those sub You're probably right. Like you have to have a year where you're either just missing out of the playoffs or or making the playoffs with a with a solid record, and then maybe you have a couple bad years where you're under 500. Yeah. But you got to sneak in those good years because if you're if you're just hovering around 47 win percentage for every single season, you're, you're getting right. fired. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But so like looking at his previous stop with the Cubs, Joe Madden was 471 and 339. Now it goes back to my whole thought of they should have never let Joe Madden go, but there was some stuff going on riffs and everything. Won 58 percent of his games with Chicago at the time, and Here's where I had a problem with the Joe Madden firing is that if you're the Angels, you look at that roster and it's it's Mike Trout who got banged up a couple games ago with some groin injury or groin tightness. Shohei Otani may not be having the season that he had kind of last year. Um, but you also just drafted 19 pitchers in the Major League draft All of them. a couple years ago. So there's you're trying to build a farm system because your pitching has just been atrocious and been kind of the thing that's kept you out of the playoffs. You sign Anthony Rendon, like you are you have Jared Walsh as part of that that team as well. And so you're sitting there as the Angels and you haven't won a championship since 2002. You haven't been to the playoffs since 2014. You haven't won a a playoff series since 09. Joe Madden is might be as good as you're going to get. As uh, with an experienced yeah. manager, and you have a better roster, and you're about to have a better roster because you're going to lock, lock down Mike Trout. Shohei's probably not going to go anywhere because he's going to be able to, unless Shohei goes to like the Dodgers or the Yankees, which would be if egregious. Mike Trout stays, Shohei stays because Shohei's right. a big Mike Trout fan. You're right. And so with that in mind, it's like, was the Angels' best move really to just give away or, or just let Joe Madden go? Because now it's interesting because. Once again, they haven't they haven't had success in recent years. So if they're hovering around 500 every year, nowadays with expanded playoffs, that's a possible wild card team, and you might be making the playoffs. So get in and sneak up on somebody. So if you're sitting here and you're the Royals, Mike Matheny also in his third season, he's won 42 percent of his games. So a little bit less, you know, productivity out of the Royals. But however, his previous stop with the Cardinals, he won 55 percent of his games. You know what he did. The Royals, kind of in the same spot as the Angels. Haven't been to the playoffs since 15 when they won the title in 2015. They're a smaller market team. Mm-hmm. What what are they looking at if they replace Mike Matheny? In all honesty, the problem is Dayton Moore. Because you look at farm systems here, and it's farm systems, obviously, will, will translate to success in major leagues. And the Royals, outside of Bobby Witt, I don't know what they have in a farm system. There's a reason the Orioles coach, the manager, has been there for three or four years. It's because they're building towards 2024. 
and Adley Rutschman's part one of that. And that's why the Orioles have a top three system, a farm system in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. There's there's promise. So if the Orioles are able to go just a little below 500, what does that mean when they get all five of their top prospects here in, in four years? Successful season. For it Baltimore. just it just shows that maybe uh, maybe the GMs are more the problem than the managers. Sometimes a couple interesting ones before we get to break here and get to the chip tip jar. David Bell, not the Purdue wide receiver, the Reds manager, what? is in his fourth year. He's won 48% of his games with the Reds. I, I had no idea. Seem right. Dave Martinez with the Nationals, former assistant or former bench coach with the Cubs, in his fifth year has won 48% of his games as well. That checks out. Obviously won a World Series in 19. And then Derek Shelton in his third year at the Pirates. This is somebody that needs to get fired. 38% of his games. Leave Derek alone. Derek Shelton. They swept the Dodgers. They did. They are. They are. What is their record? Like five and zero, five and one, six and one. It's bad. But the Pirates are bad. All right. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline. The uh, Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you. It's time to send in random thoughts. Anything that's on your mind. Bring them in. Whether it's about sports. Whether it's about food. Whether it's about Transformers. Because I saw we already have a Transformer question in here. I guess. So whatever is on your guys' mind for the next uh, ten minutes or so. We'll just do a random tip jar, 402-464-5685. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.